Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 329 and it is Tuesday, June 27th, 2023. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right, and joining us live in the Codex Prime studios once again, uh, returning to the show, dear friend of the show, uh, he's uh, a comic book author, writer, um, and he's uh, going to talk about his latest work, Liner. Uh, he is the man of a thousand opinions and inexplicably a Morbius fan. Please welcome Jim Savard. Welcome back, sir. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, what's up? Oh, the sponsors. Oh, yeah. And uh, let's give a quick shout out to our uh, sponsors. Uh, first, beginning with viewers and, and listeners like y'all. Thank you all for watching and supporting the show. Uh, it really means a lot. You know, eight years going strong. Uh, let's do eight more if we can. Why not? Yeah. And then also this weekend, Culture Fest, uh, located at the uh, Southside Cultural Center of Rhode Island on, uh, on Broad Street. And uh, I just got chosen to be one of the DJs and yeah. on Sun on uh, Sunday's events. So make sure you come out all weekend. It's gonna be great events all weekend. And then also coming up, the Rhode Island Midnight Basketball League kicks off July 11. We still have slots available for registration if you want to come through and play. It's gonna be at the Kent County YMCA every Tuesday and Thursday throughout the summer. Yo, if you can ball, come through. All right. Awesome. So yeah, uh, Jim, how's life? How's things in the Jim Savardverse? Oh, it's <laughs> funny you say that. Um, it's been really good. Uh, just had a birthday, Father's Day. Went to Salem. Um, getting ready for some summer concerts. Getting ready for the re release of Liner. Mm -hmm. So it's it's been kind of pretty awesome lately. Nice, awesome. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I see that you uh, brought uh, brought some prints of the first issue cover of a liner right here showing it off for our uh facebook live viewers so yeah talk to us a bit about uh what's uh, this latest project about wow so liner is um well you remember way back when at the i think it was the beginning of the year mm -hmm. when i had announced we were going to do this yep. um it was it was a short story that was supposed to be for a horror anthology yep. and um it ended up that the guy doing the anthology liked it Unfortunately, he was going for like Twilight and um, Walking Dead type material. Mm -hmm. Well, he wasn't going for that, but that's all he was getting, yeah. other than my story. So um, I've been sitting on it for about ten years. A mm. um, few years back, I met an artist uh, named Mark Macrina, who a uh, big horror fan. And a uh, year later, we got to be a little closer. You know, time goes by, and we were doing um. We were doing free comic book day at Rubber Chicken last year, and we were talking, and I was like, hey. And it, that's how it kind of started. Mm -hmm. um, he was all in. We announced it then, and uh, he's a beast. He uh, he cranks these pages out. He does it with a passion, and uh, I'm, I'm content. I'm very happy with uh, that. And then my buddy Mike is uh, Mike Doherty is doing the covers. He did the covers to... Um, issue three and four of Hellion. Uh, he's going to do all three for this um, this series, this run. Um, he's already got some ideas. He knows what kind of how the story's flowing, where it's going to be, and uh, he's pretty jacked for it. So um, the 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 more interesting thing about this, or the challenging part of this, was because it was I had a page count. I'm not a page count. I had a um, 
word count. So for it to be three issues, I had to kind of expand it. Um, cause you don't want to go with two issues for a comic series. It's just too short. Yeah. Um, so it's either going to be one or three. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I went with three. Um, so it gives me opportunity to, to expand and I'm trying to, um, what I like to do is, um, have the reader really like the characters mm. before I put them through hell. Yeah. Mm. So, um, issue one is, is the beginning issue two, which is being worked on right now is, um, more of that. You're really going to get a good look into the characters and, and I hope the readers enjoy the characters and then stuff happens in two. More stuff than already happens in issue one. Okay. So. Nice. Sounds tantalizing, you know. I try. You know, reading uh, reading the uh, first issue, I got to say, like, I cracked up with. Uh, <laughs> you could not with, stop laughing. With the. Um, uh, yeah, nobody's read it yet, so you got to kind of discreet. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I cracked up at the, at the, at the reference. References. The uh, banter. The banter. Like, uh, it sounds just like us. Yeah. <laughs> I just. And, I. Yeah, and there was one page in particular that made me laugh, like as like, as like one one character went on a rant, and then you saw the visuals of what he was ranting about, and I was like, this this is great, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so it, it's it's um for those of you who don't know, um, because I waited, you know, thirteen years or ten years, whatever it was in between this, I had to make some changes, and obviously the world we lived in changed and stuff like this, and um if you've tuned in, then you know that um these two here are the um inspiration for the characters i did some tweaking and i flipped their back their last names um and created these characters um and it's it's like i try to like part of it's how i perceive you guys part of it's how you guys have given me um um yourselves so to speak so i kind of molded everything and um you know it's it's going to be a little more um fun going down the line but uh you know listening to you guys for for so many years and being your friend uh and you know family it's like yeah this this is kind of good i can work this and and um use some things to my advantage oh yeah i'm waiting for the horror and i'm just laughing (laughs) i was like this is us this is really us (laughs) but it's one of those things where i believe um sometimes i don't i don't want it to be right in your face but when it happens it's going to happen and um you know, I there there's two possible endings, and I keep going back and forth. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm sold on one, and the other one just kind of lingers there. And I don't know if I really want to go to that one because um, I'll get to this. It's kind it's gonna not really be a surprise or anything like this. But I'm creating my own universe basically, mm. and um, I'm taking um, people, places, and things. And I'm I'm incorporating them into this, mm-hmm. so um, you know, you know, we got the Snyderverse. Well, we're gonna have the Savardverse, mm-hmm. and you're gonna start like, there are a lot of people that I that I know, and uh, care about, and that have been help helping me and been inspirations to me. Um, so I'm, I'm finding ways to put them into the story without being like blatant. I can't stand that. If you're going to have something in the story, just have it be part of the story. Whether it be a, a street sign, you know, you need a street sign, mm-hmm. so why not make it Victorville? 
something like that. So I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to incorporate some good stuff um, to say kind of thank you to everybody who supported me and um, but making my own universe. So, mm. and you'll see. I think the first issue there's a little. The second issue, it'll be like pretty cool. And in the last issue, there probably won't be anything. You just call the title of this episode "Into the Savardverse." <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be a wild ride. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm here for it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, because like uh, I really enjoyed Hellion, and and this one like is like promise of like good things to come, it's like the calm before the storm. So well, and you're yes. on the seven seas, yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, we're yeah looking forward to sailing these uh, these uncharted waters. Yep, comes out July fifteenth. Mm. We're having a big launch party at Rubber Chicken in Bellingham, Mass, nice. and um, eleven to two, and we're all going to be there, mm. and uh, even. Um, the one, the unsung hero who I'm going to give a big shout out to is Joshua Hurst. Um, Josh did like the the logo, and he did the interior cover. He did the lettering. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is just a beast. And uh, you can't see it on the front, but under the boat, there's like some dot dashes and dots and stuff like that. Okay. That's Morse code. Oh. That's our oh. that's our names. Oh, wow. is he, it really? Yeah, he did our names in Morse code. It, it was just brilliant on his that was his idea and i mean i can't thank josh enough he did such an amazing job so like people always like "Ooh, the cover artist or "Ooh, the artist Mm. Uh, josh really kicked butt he 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 just right with everybody else in this story so yep yeah that's a really cool touch so in fact he did like the the life buoy Mm. around that so nice i can see the morse code in uh and the rubber chicken logo. You could probably. I think he did that too. Yep. 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 I, do see it. I do see it there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So on Hellion News, just yeah. to kind of issue six, finally got it. October. It's coming out. So, All right. Well, that'll be wrapped up. Um, and uh, that's a good thing. That, that part of my life is um, there. That was my first, first baby. Mm-hmm. Now this is my second. And... Um, moving forward so yeah and you guys will not be disappointed with issue six of hellion okay. somebody dies <laughs> everybody dies <laughs> oh, yeah, that is true <laughs> okay yeah looking looking forward to more of the uh savard verse yeah me too i'm just i don't think it's going to be obnoxious i don't want it to be obnoxious mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's i just want it to be it's just stuff you just stuff you see every day. You walk by things, you walk by signs, you walk by those poles that have like, you know, the telephone poles that have like obey and mm-hmm. you know yeah. all the different things on it, the stickers. I want it to be just like that, but you just kind of notice it and you keep moving. That's kind of what I'm, I'm shooting for. Okay, so. nice. Yeah, I can I, I can dig it. Yeah, uh, it's like where's Waldo? How many how many people can you see that I'm paying homage to in the in the issue? Mm. Indeed. I know there was a lot in Hellion, yeah, but where's Babylon? I'm, I need to know. Well, no, because I'm still. I'm already spoiling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already spoiling. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, besides. Uh, so yeah. Besides your your work. Uh, yeah. What else? What else have you been up to? What's, what else has been uh, catching your attention? Oh well. So, it's concert season. 
Um, been going to a, let's see a couple concerts so far. We saw Collective Soul and I saw Eric Gales. Mm. Uh, Eric Gales has been doing it since whew, late '90s. Mm. Um, when he, fr- I came home one night and I t- actually I got to tell him this story because he was super cool and he's like on stage after his last like right before his last song he's like so i'm in, in greenwich at the odium east greenwich in the odium mm-hmm. he's like you know when i'm done uh with this song i put my guitar down he's like it's important for me to meet all my fans so he's like, i'm gonna put my guitar and, and i knew because the woman that was selling his merchandise looked like an aunt or something mm-hmm. she was like i was telling her this story and she was kind of like all proud and so she's like he he, he meets people after so I'm like, okay, cool. So I actually ended up buying a CD that I already had because he didn't have the other one I wanted, mm-hmm. and I bought a hat. So um, he puts the guitar down, and he, true to his word, goes up to the front and meets everybody. So I'm wearing a, a Joe Satriani uh, T-shirt, and the f- like. before I can even say hi, he's like, that's an awesome T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's like, because Joe Satriani is like a, an amazing guitar player. So I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool of him to say that. So we're talking. I'm like, so way back when, I, he was 16 years old. They were com- left-handed guitar player, instant comparisons to Hendrix. Um, so I said, you know, I came home one day. It was about quarter to midnight, and they were this. There was these to show videos, TV, like not MTV, but it was like a regular Rhode Island channel. Mm-hmm. It would have like a video show. You know, this is like before cable was really. The cable we know. So I'm like, oh, they're showing music videos. And I'm like, they're talking about this kid. I'm like, oh, I'm going to stay up and watch. Well, of course, Mm -hmm. it's the last video they play. (laughs) And it's a song called Sign of the Storm. And I was just like blown away. So I've been kind of following them ever since. So I got the CD, which is, uh, I'm going to show you because it's pretty cool. It's Crown. And uh, I'm like, you know, this this is just, if you like blues, this this guy is just unbelievable. So I get the CD, and I'm thinking, well, I already have it, so I'm going to have him sign. I wanted the inside booklet for me, and I had him sign the other the cover for Trevor. So Trevor has the other copy. Yep. Well, I get there. He's like, he signs the CD. He signs the booklet. He signs this. He signs the top of my hat. Mm. He was so gracious, and it was just I was just like, wow, this guy is like... I wanted to ask him if I could wear his bling because when he came out of stage, <laughs> Vanessa was like, oh, look at all that bling. And I was thinking about it, I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do it. But she was so shy. like She she just took the pictures. Mm-hmm. But he made it a point to even talk to her and thank her for coming to the show. Mm. I was like, wow, this guy's really... I think I did see... Okay, now that I see what he looks like, I saw the pictures on, that you yep. posted. He was just... And his hand. I mean, I've seen guitar players. His left hand, when he's playing, mm. I'm like... You can't even imagine how fast he's jamming. It, it was just mm. unbelievable. Mm. So um, that was a, a good one. We saw, like I said, we saw Collective Soul, but I've seen them before. Um, I have four more coming up. We're going to see uh, Culture Club, uh, Howard Jones in Berlin. Mm. Uh, I'm big fan of Howard Jones and his guitarist. I talked about Robin before. So, mm-hmm. you know, I always get a chance to see him. I do. Um, Seeing Culture Club, it's one of those things where it's kind of like, hey, it's Culture Club. Mm-hmm. Never seen them. Not one of my favorite bands, but what the hell. But I like Berlin a lot, mm-hmm. and so I think that'll be kind of a fun show. Um, the big one is is Peter Gabriel oh, okay. in, in, 
Yep. Wow. We like wow. I ended up I joined his uh mailing list. I found out like we got first dibs at tickets. So uh Trevor, Vanessa, my friend Chris and I are going to see him. Then we got Steve Hackett from Genesis and then for my birthday uh, Vanessa got me a John Bonham Bonamassa tickets. So it, it's it's cool. I'm like really excited. Last year was 11. This year it's less concerts, but mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot going on other, in other places, so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, just hitting the concert circuit. That's How Howard Jones awesome. used to play for Killswitch Engage, correct? No, oh. he's all by himself. Oh, okay. Howard Jones. He's got big hair. Oh, Britain, right. Jones. Don't try to live your life in one day. No one is to blame. Hmm. You probably know those. Maybe not. I don't. <laughs> it's okay. It's 80s music. <laughs> Where were you in the 80s? I was born. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Hmm. That's awesome. So. Yeah. And uh, yeah, have you seen any anything cool recently? Movies? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen... Uh, um, you're probably going to get a message from Vanessa saying, don't ask him about Guardians. <laughs> um I have seen um, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, The Boogeyman, and The Flash. Okay. So, I know you guys haven't seen, you've seen Guardians. I've seen Guardians. Have you seen Guardians? Nah. I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> it was good! <laughs> so, so. It was really good. All right, so you want to start, you want to start with Guardians, or you want to, how do you, how do you want to do this? Pick the movie and I'll talk about it. I mean, I've only seen, like. I've only seen recently just Guardians and Across the Spider Verse, and we did we did uh, discuss that in long form a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, there was nothing wrong with Guardians. Yes, there was. No, so. see, this is okay. See, here, here, look, the troll <laughs> is ready. <laughs> well, first of all, you guys know how I feel about the Guardians, anyways. Yeah, yeah. you don't like you don't you don't like comedic. I don't I don't like this team. I don't like. I don't so so you know what it is it's it's like you they put a team that I'm old, like I know the original guardian so this team is kind of a struggle for me then you put a bunch of actors that I really don't like I think Chris is just one of the most overrated actors and Batista you you just there's only one wrestler I think that really is made the big legitimate jump from wrestling to and it's the rock yeah. um batista's just i just can't get into that character um i guess the best way to, to, to put it is in that movie when he is pining over gonorrhea as i like to call her gamora yeah. and he is ranting about how much he misses her yeah, he misses her so much and he's going on and you see nebula nebula in the background and she's going like this yeah, that's exactly how I felt the whole movie. Oh, yeah. You got to, I mean, the Guardians have to transfer, you know, have to, they're still, we didn't see how, like, what they done since, you know, the end of phase three. So, so yeah, he's still, he's still dealing with that loss from our perspective. We never did see it. The only, what, we only saw them in, like, the first five minutes of Thor. Yep. So, it's like, all right, what's he really, oh, in the, in the Christmas special. You know, so it's like, all right, how is he handling this? Because last time we saw them, he was searching for Gamora mm-hmm. at the end of Endgame. Right. You know, I just recently did redid the. Um, I'm, I'm doing the MCU all over again because my girl just my girl's watching it. She's still crying over how it, over Tony Stark's death, like still crying. Mm. So, so that leads <laughs> me to my, my my point. So I will say this: Guardians three, 
is about as equal to Guardians 1 for me. That's fair. So that's about a 4. 4 out of 10. Number 2 just sucks. Here's my point. Here's the epic fail in in Guardians. It's this amazing story about they're trying to rescue their friend. They're trying to save their friend. Mm -hmm. And it's this epic thing. And they do that freaking Princess Leia thing. He should have died. They should have kept him dead. Star-Lord. He should have, when he was floating through space, he, it would have been so epic. Here they are fighting. He saves his friend. Oh my God, it's like, yes, he saved him. They did it. What an epic sacrifice it would have been if he had died doing it. And then it's like, then you have the end credit scenes and he's getting his own movie or he's going to be back. And I'm like, oh, I wanted, my son's like, oh, you got to stay for the end credit scenes. They're important. I was like, after that movie, boy, did he get a text message from me. <laughs> I was like, thanks for letting me wait through all that rubbish. Nah, I, found, um, I, I found it. On the same level as Guardians 1, fair, but not that far. But not that far down. But that's because you don't have, your relationship with that with those characters is very, very, right. way different from mine. Right. And Vanessa did cry when uh, they killed all the little, his friends, all the little pets. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that made her, she's going to shoot me when I get home. That made her, her oh, cry yeah. a little. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh, who didn't see that coming? You, who ain't you, let me say, who ain't used to waiting to get cussed out when you get home? So, At least between all three of us. Like, I'm, I expect it. I got now, now, I will say this. You guys missed the boogeyman. And that's a shame. Um, if, it, if it's in your theaters, near you it was supposed to be made for hulu only mm-hmm. it's a stephen king thing i guess the test the testing was so good they put it in theaters mm-hmm. and i am i am hard on a pg-13 i i it takes a lot for me to get behind a horror pg-13 because it, yeah. it's it's a tough sell mm-hmm. and they took the sex out and they took the swearing out but let me tell you something see it in the theater it is like a hard a for me mm-hmm. it's like it is you need to see it in the theater because I'm not I'm not going to ruin anything for you. You hear everything, and you have this claustrophobic feeling, and it's dark. If you're at home, you're going to have maybe have a light on. You're going to be interrupted. You got your phone. You know, maybe your neighbors are being loud. If you're in a theater, it just you are in there, and it is like intense, and it is creepy, mm. and they they don't really it goes by fast, and it it's pretty pretty special. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Have you read the book? No. 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 But the movie was just blew me away. Two thumbs up, hands down. Oh wow! I'll have to put that on my radar. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're gonna watch it at home, like really, like lights off, mm-hmm. phone off, and and put the volume up just enough, because you, it's not like you're gonna hear a lot, but you hear like the cracking of the like the hardwood floor, mm-hmm. like that's the stuff that just makes it that much more. Creepy. She will mm. never watch that movie. So. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> she will never watch it. She is. She cried in the beginning of Far From Home when they with the Whitney Houston intro. Oh gosh. She cried in that, <laughs> and then she cried in Wandavision. Wow. No, she's she's really she's in, yeah she's invested. She's invested. We started watching this show. It's it's still going on on Netflix where it's called Manifest, mm-hmm. where um. It just starts off. It starts off like probably five years, five years ago, and this family they go on a plane. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they go into some turbulence. Yeah. Then the plane lands, and they're like, "All right, we need everybody to come to 
like stay here and everybody's like what's going on what's going on mm. you've been missing for five years Ooh. five years have just gone by mm. so there's a lot of confusion like confusion stuff what the son in the fit you know the main uh, main character's son had leukemia and he only had but six months to live. Mm-hmm. But remember, they was just on the plane going in and out. I mean, I'm joking around. I'm like, yep, Thanos happened. But um, <laughs> so it's like he still has it, but he's still like extended for five years. Mm. Oh. So it was it was very interesting. I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm kind of invested in this. Let's see. Let's see where this goes. Okay. Yeah. And what's this called? Manifest. Manifest. Okay. I've seen I've seen commercials for it on Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen commercials for it on Netflix. I haven't watched it, but nice. I have seen. Yep. Yeah. And I saw the Jungle Brothers, too. Oh, okay. They were in concert at, uh, at Alchemy this past Friday. I ended up getting to meet them, too. So that was just a good show. If you're a fan of Golden Age hip-hop, that was just, like, perfect. Lad was hosting, and I just... I just I was just in the back. I was in the back, just next to Lad. He was in his glory. Mm. Like that was, you know, the whole De La Soul, mm. uh, Native Tongue thing. That was him. Yeah. And he's every. I didn't even have to watch the Jungle Brothers himself. I just watched this. Just watch Lad rap the song. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was cool. And big shout outs to uh, Tony from uh, Don't Call Us Anthony podcast. It's so funny that we. Um, we was just talking about like comics and the thing, and he was like, "Yo, you know Roberto? Talking about Roberto Gonzalez." And I'm like, yeah. "Yeah." He was like, "Yo, he's been wanting us to connect for like the longest time." I'm like, "Oh, there you go. <laughs> Small world." You think? <laughs> nice. You know, uh, on on my end, um, I've seen a few movies, and I have have I got the movie for y'all. Um, on Hulu, there's this movie called Infinity Pool. And it's directed by Brandon Cronenberg. Now, when you hear the name Cronenberg, uh, let's just say you're in for a rough time in the best ways. Brandon Cronenberg, the son of 80s horror legend David Cronenberg, um, body horror to the max. Uh, Infinity Pool, it's on Hulu. It came out earlier this year in theaters. It stars Mia Goth, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, and uh, Cleopatra Coleman. And it's... um, and uh, uh, Skarsgård and Coleman, they played this married couple, uh, uh, James and M. They're at this resort in this unknown country. And um, they they come across this couple uh, played by Mia Goth and like and her and, and her her boyfriend. And and one day they they make their way off of this resort compound and they're not supposed to because like the country that they're in is like has super barbaric uh, rules. So. Uh, so they get into an accident where they run, they instantly they hit and run some poor pedestrian in the road, and so the authorities find out, and based on the laws of their country, they give them a choice: either either you die by execution, or you can pay to watch yourself get killed. So, <laughs> if if you have the money, so uh, so. So James, this 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 struggling writer who's like panicky, he doesn't know what to do. He ends up paying paying a hefty sum to this police department, and what they do is that they clone him, and they and he gets to watch his clone be brutally executed 
by the by the son of the man that he ran over. This is where things get a little weird because as the movie progresses, it's clear that uh, Mia Goth is this is this is this woman who kind of introduces him to this group of tourists, American tourists who've been there before. And they and they go and they engage in like some sort of like twisted murder tourism, where they, where they basically get into all sorts of debauchery, and, and violence, and they pay to watch themselves get killed, over and over again. The Infinity Pool. But then you, but then as you're watching the movie, you're, you start to wonder, okay, where where does the original end and where does the copy begin? And the way the film is just shot and edited, it's just, it's just so twisted and kind of leaves you with an icky feeling and alexander skarsgård man he 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 really, he really like he, he really gets put through the ringer in this movie like i won't spoil spoil some things but uh yeah man um you, you, being a being a brandon cronenberg film you see some things that you, you you think should should they be getting away with this even for an r-rated film or an nc-17 film but it's like hmm yeah and then Mia Goth, who's, man, between this movie and then the two movies she did last year with horror movies, X and Pearl, she's like this uh, horror movie uh, maven. Like, she's just, she just knows how to bring, put together a really disturbing, manipulative, buff the old block. There we go. His dad is in um, Clive Barker's Nightbreed. Nightbreed. Acting. Oh. oh, yeah, I've heard of Nightbreed, but I haven't seen Button it. Buttonface. And he's, oh. he's... He's tap man. He he's like he's as crazy as he directs. Like mm. even the way he acted in that movie was just kind of like just so like yeah, you know, the minute you the minute you see him on the screen you're like, yeah, that guy's not right. He mm-hmm. something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely Brandon Cronenberg. He's a chip off the old block and yeah, man. In in if Infinity Pool, it's a Definitely a, a, a not a feel good movie, but I'd say it's worth watching. You felt good. I was entertained. You, you have not <laughs> smiled. You have not stopped smiling since you brought it up. I mean, it's better hide the hot sauce. <laughs> that gives me an idea. Anyway, um, but uh, but yeah, I saw that movie. Um, I saw another. Uh, like a, this is a horror comedy, Renfield, with Nicolas Cage and, and Nicholas Holt. Uh, did not I did not expect an action comedy. Like this this movie this movie went into like a, a really strange direction where you had Nicholas Holt play Renfield, who's like this uh, the long suffering familiar slash henchman of, of Count Dracula, played by Nicholas Cage, who's just hamming it up every scene, and, and you and you love to see it. Um, the, yeah, it's like the whole whole thing where. Where um, uh, Nicholas Holt's character Renfield, he's basically trying to get away from Dracula. He finds a support group where they're trying to get away from narcissists in their lives, and uh, and interestingly, whenever Renfield like eats bugs, he gets like super strength for like a few minutes, and then he starts tearing people's limbs off, and he starts going into like kung fu John Wick shit, and it's like, whoa, wait, what? Come to find out that this movie was a. Uh, um, uh, produced by Robert Kirkman and uh, directed by Chris McKay, so I'm like, okay, I can see the comic book influences there because it feels like a comic book movie, just over the top. Um, it's uh, it's gotten mixed reviews, and I can see why, but I, I definitely enjoyed it, especially like with Nicolas Cage 
as Count Dracula. There were some really cool visuals, especially like with uh, with the use of color. Like uh, there's like Dracula's lair in the movie where he has this like he's in this abandoned hospital and he has this crown, this like or this throne full of bot of, of blood bags. Crown of, this throne of blood bags like behind him and it's kind of illuminated with this red light and it's like green and black uh, lighting everywhere and it's like it's really well done and like even the makeup uh, of, of, of Nicolas Cage's Dracula where like early in the film you kind of see him and he kind of looks like uh, a bunch of like graying rotting flesh and hamburger meat just stuck together <laughs> and, and and it's like yeah, it, it it just looks like a like a horrible version of pulled pork. But then like you see, <laughs> and and the makeup the makeup was quite exceptional. And I was like, I was just sitting there like, oh man, I'm hungry. I don't know why, but but yeah, it's but yeah, it, it's it's definitely something. Um, it gets into like this weird. Uh, this is a, this is crime mob family's corrupt cop subplot, which involves Aquafina. So I'm like, okay, this this movie's going in all these weird directions i can see why it's got mixed reviews but i was entertained you know so so yeah i'd say check out renfield if you're looking for something completely silly it's on peacock um yeah it's uh yeah i, th- I think it's a nice uh full circle moment for nicholas cage especially coming from vampire's kiss 30 over 30 years ago so yeah so there's that well speaking of nicholas cage um so I saw the flash, so I'll, I'll talk about the the uh, demon in the room, so to speak. Ooh. So I like the flash. Um, I will start off by saying I can't stand Ezra Miller. I, I don't either. I can't I either. I think he's a suck choice for it. I don't know why they picked him, and and now DC's paying the price for his um, stupidity. Um, the movie, though, it was it was. It is what it was. I mean, it, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't want to ruin anything because it is kind of fairly new out there. I, I will say a couple things. Um, a lot of people are complaining about the CGI. There, there's one particular scene, the Speed Force. Like anyone who knows the Flash, you know you're going to get the Speed Force. Flash, yeah, Speed Force. So th- they're in that. And I think that's where most of the people are complaining about the CGI. But when things are moving that fast, it like it's like take it for what it is mm-hmm. um they did a lot of a lot of creativity they had a lot of creative things going on in this movie um if anyone says they saw the ending coming i say bullshit um <laughs> it's like saw when um the guy gets up at the end yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no one if anyone ever said oh i saw that coming yeah sure yeah, you did yeah. <laughs> the ending of the flash like you didn't see it coming and it was mm. and i you know, I heard they had, I think it was six or seven endings mm. to The Flash because they didn't know what's going on with Ezra Miller. Oh, wow. Because of his, his issues. Mm. So, I mean, kind of the ending they chose, yep. I think they can go, if they want to do a Flash and they want to get rid of him, I think they have that ability. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you, uh, the end credit scene, uh, I'll give you a spoiler, don't stay for it. Mm-hmm. Um I'll give you five seconds to not listen. Yep. One, two, three, four, five. All it is is him walking with Aquaman, and Aquaman falls in a... He's drunk, and he falls in a puddle. Oh, that that's riveting. So if you have to go to the... Like, it's it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie, so if you got to go to the bathroom, just get up and go. Mm. Um, the, end, the, the end credit scene... I guess it's just their way of showing that Jason Momoa is still going to be Aquaman. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's there's there are little goodies in there. You see things... 
Um, like there's a place called like like kind of what I did in my comic. It's a place called Grayson's. Mm-hmm. So you see that. Um, but it's it's. I've been I'm on a lot of sites and I read a lot of things and a lot of people are you know saying it sucks because you know Ezra Miller and all the stuff he did, mm-hmm. and I sit there and I'm like, you're right, I get it, but it's like he is not the first one. People are like. People watch all these other people. Ray Lewis killed someone, made a deal, got off with it. People were still cheering for Ray Lewis. There's like all sorts of people, that celebrities that we follow that have done stupid things. Like I was checking it before I came here. That killed people. And it's like people still follow them and still care about them. So it's like you want to hate this guy? That's great. And I get it. What he did was you go to jail, you're going to be like you're not coming out. But – it's like, what's crime is crime. You kill someone, you do, like, so that's the only kind of issue I have. It's like people are bitching about him, but like Michael Keaton was was good, and I wasn't like He's a, Batman. I wasn't a, I wasn't like when they first made him. I just kept thinking like, because I was like in college when that came out. Yeah. My choice was Alec Baldwin. Mm. If you go back and look at Alec Baldwin, he was trimmer. He was like. Bruce Wayne, he mm-hmm. had the right size, the right build. Um, they picked Keaton, and I was like, well, he was he was good. Mm-hmm. He really reprised this well, role well. The only the thing is, man, it's like when they get those close-up shots, he is so old, you can see, <laughs> like, there's no hiding all the wrinkles and stuff like that. It's like, whew. But it was, it was. It, it yeah. made it work. It, yeah, they did. And the girl that played um, Supergirl. Mm-hmm. She was she was good. Um, Zod, mm-hmm. he was he was good. It was Who plays Zod. It was same, same guy. guy. Oh, Michael Shannon. Yeah. yeah, and I you know I, we keep going back to that Superman thing. Man, man, was I happy he killed him and just snapped his neck in that movie. Man of Steel. That's one of my favorite DC movies because of that. It was just like he made a hard choice. Hmm. But the Flash. I mean, if you you know you don't want to see it because Ezra Miller. I get it. Um, it's entertaining, and I think DC kind of left it where. They could easily switch him out. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and and it felt like um, I haven't seen the Flash, but like just looking at its its placement in the DCEU, I know that they're trying to wrap up the DCEU this year. It was kind of like one of those movies that they had on the shelf for a while, and it's like, well, we got to get this out and make some some of our money back. Um, interestingly, it's gotten it's gotten a huge drop off in its box office in yes. the second week, like like seventy five percent drop off from its opening weekend so. you know you know what it reminded me of yeah. star trek movies mm. star trek movies like when the um the original the original crew so kirk and their movies it would be like the for opening weekend they'd be like top three and yeah. then it would be like because everyone wants to go see it like all the trek fans couldn't wait right. and then when they all go see it it's just not enough draw for anybody else and it just goes and that's exactly like I was reading that too. I was like, wow, that is a big drop. Yeah. So all the Flash fans probably went and saw it. Mm-hmm. The people that are invested in the DC universe, and then so now it's just like, eh. yeah. And then it's I just know, another one. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I know that they have two more. DC has two more DCEU movies this year: Blue oh. Beetle and, and Aqu- Aquaman. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Yep. And then they're going to switch over to James Gunn's uh, right. universe, which they announced today. The a new Superman. Oh really? Yeah, yeah David Corinsweet. Uh, he played in House of Cards, The Politician, Hollywood, and he looks just like Harry Cavill. 
Henry Cavill. Henry, Harry, whatever. Yeah, it looks just like him. I can see that in this picture. Yeah, he does look like him. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I'll is, show you one. Is that the We Have Henry Cavill at Home version? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I guess you could say that, yeah. So it's like, all right, what? Not? I'm just... I'm curious, just waiting to see, like... How about this one? Wow. Yeah. Just give him... Yeah, just... That is, like, uncanny how much they look alike. Yeah. Yeah, it's... We have Henry Cavill at home. Yep. Yeah, it's like... I'm sure Henry Cavill would have enjoyed playing Superman one more time in a decent movie. Weren't they supposed to give him one? But, like, for him to, like... Yeah, I think, like... Produce or direct one? Yeah, because I know they tease it at Black Adam, at the uh, stinger for Black Adam. Like, they had him appear, and then, like, I think that was part of, like, Dwayne Johnson's uh, uh, stipulations for playing the role. Like, he wants to do something with Superman at some point, but then Warner Brothers was like, nah, we're going in a different direction. Well, I think I think part of the problem was... Uh, expecting, you know, how it was supposed to end, but... um, I mean, I was like, all right, you know what, let's... You know, I'm invested. I'm a Marvel fan. I'm a Marvel fanboy. So I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna stick with it. Mm-hmm. I'm fair. I'm fairly. I've always been invested. I like the shared universe because I like. I like trying to put the pieces together myself mm-hmm. before you know until it's revealed. You know until it's revealed. It's just you know fun for me. I get it. You have superhero fatigue. You know that superhero movie fatigue. I'm with him. Yeah. I think. I think Marvel's set the bar so high for themselves they did they definitely did but and then they started giving us characters that like nobody gives a shit about like i I mean i hate to say it but they you've got limited you've got characters that have a certain like shtick that only like certain people like this character so it's like and you're you're making a major movie out of it and it's like do, do you need to do you need to? And and I think it's kind of. I think it, no. I think it's them actually taking a chance on some lesser known characters and just see. I'm like, all right, let's give you somebody like you. Like I, I say this. It's like if you stick with the A list characters, you're just taking the safe route. But you don't need They're, to go to your F list F list characters. Why not? Give them a chance. See what they see what they can do. Yeah, you get, you get mixed results there. I mean, for example, nobody likes Iron Fist. <laughs> we can all agree with, on that. He's all right. <laughs> you know. Um, you got Iron Fist and you got Shang-Chi, and it's like you're... you're, you're Shang-Chi your, was good. You got your we coach, enjoy Shang-Chi. Karate. You yeah. know what I mean, though? It's yeah. like there's a limited people to, to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and plus, too, with... Um, I know with the with the MCU, like the, the universe, the connect, making connections is like part of the appeal. But I think like, I think part of the fatigue, especially not just from me, but like from people like post Endgame, what I, f- I feel, is that like like to your point, Carl. I know that there's some fans who are just impatient. Like they want to see, they want to get to like the Secret Wars and like you know the Kang Dynasty stuff. Yeah. But um, but also part of that too is like where you had Marvel conditioned fans for years to yeah. prioritize making connections and prioritize plot over characters to a certain extent. Now it's like where, where I guess Marvel and Disney Marvel and Kevin Feige thought that oh well we did so well with the Infinity Saga clearly people are going to stick around for us to build another years long decades long uh, collection of movies but 
fans are conditioned more or less. And part of the impatience is that, okay, on some level, you know that the individual movies don't really matter as much as the ending. It's like you get kind of kind of similar to like The Walking Dead in the same, in a sense where you have like the initial movies in the phase, they're the hottest ones. Then in the middle, you kind of sag, you have your highs and lows, and then you start to drop off a little. And then at the end, that's where it's like, okay, these movies matter, the, the big yeah. blowouts. But then that's another thing too, it's like a lot of people are expecting every movie to be the big blowout. And I'm like, no, it's just not gonna be that. You, oh, no, you have to build it up. It's like, all right, we're, we're all wrestling fans here. You yeah. know, Jim to a certain extent. You know? yeah. Like Old school. Yeah, you're yeah. old school. You can't, every match just can't be Every match can't be Omega and Osprey. Yeah. Because by the time you get to Omega and Osprey, it's just another one. Yeah. You gotta build it. You have to build it. Not a I, so, so I happen to see the preview, and I mean, Trevor knows more about this Blue Beetle than I do because mm-hmm. you know it's it's he's a pretty fairly new character. Well, not fairly new, but newer than Ted Cord. Um, but like when I saw it, I kind of was like. It just had a Spider-Man, like how Peter Parker got his powers. It had not not identical, but it's like reminiscent of it. It just kind of made me feel like it just felt Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't describe. I don't know how to describe it any other way. But it, it just it had that like Spider-Man feel to it. So I don't know. And I know mm-hmm. that there there are huge similar. Did I mean differences? Mm-hmm. But it just it felt like the tone, the vibe felt spider-man like how he got his powers and nah. going through learning everything so it's almost like you could be like oh i saw this movie it's kind of like when you see harry potter and say oh i saw this movie star wars mm-hmm. like it's like that oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh that pisses off a lot of so. hogwarts heads and i'm just like i'm for i'm kind of for it it's funny to me yeah, well yeah. you know it's, it's different but it's the same but then star wars is camelot yeah so. oh that's true um yeah uh yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, looking at John's comments, um, yeah, if we have we have Wi-Fi issues, so if our audio keeps cutting out, I sincerely apologize. Um, I can't control tech. That's what I always say. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's Victor censoring us when we say something he doesn't like. <laughs> he's, he's, he's pressing a button. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, uh, oh yeah, looking at the comments here, uh, season two of Iron Fist never. And he says in terms of the MCU, he says it still feels like they're focused on the future than the now. Um, yeah, I guess. That's a, fa- that's a fair point as well because you can, you can obviously tell that they are building up to something. We just don't have all the answers yet. And mm-hmm. like I said, people want, people want it now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say um, if there's one thing that I do want now, now is in next year, but we're not going to get it. And this, is, and this, this hurts me. Um, Birds so, of Prey three or two. Don't do it. Don't do it. Listen, listen. Wait, 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 wait. I gotta put some sad music on, very faintly, so we won't get flagged. Um. So, <clears throat> uh, th- this th- this is hard for me to say, people. So please bear with me, and and, and give me grace as I um, <clears throat> as I um. <clears throat> I'm sorry. As I, hot as, sauce. As 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 I collect myself um so we 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 received some some unfortunate news that that spider-man 
Beyond the Spider-Verse, which would have been the third part, the third film in the Spider-Verse trilogy. It's, uh... It's right, It's okay. It's not coming out in 2024. Uh, Sony dropped the, dropped the unfortunate news that Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse is delayed mm. until 2026. So, that means it will be a full... A full eight years since the first film, and so combined combined with this and the writer strike that's going on right now, it remains to be seen what the final uh, quality of Beyond the Spider Verse might might end up being. I know that uh, you know there's a current um, crisis across Hollywood's visual effects industry. There. The artists are overworked, underpaid. You're starting to see it in in, in, in recent films, Quantumania, The Flash to a certain degree. Um, I know the animators work so tirelessly and so hard, perhaps for much less than, the, than what they should be paid uh, to give us the Spider-Verse movies. But, you know, but, you know, but, but, but you know, Spider-Verse... He's been crying a long time. <laughs> you know, it's two two of the best superhero films that we've had in the last, you know, six or seven years with, with Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse, and now we have to wait. Victor, do you need take a hug? Time, yeah, do you need a hug? Because I, I volunteer Carl. Um, if, if you need a hug. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, um, but, you know... I, I just hope that Sony does animation, does right by their workers, by their artists. I hope. Chubby cheeks to make you smile. I hope Phil Lord. Oh, that's so adorable. <laughs> and Christopher Miller. Nice. Can uh can work it out with the uh, directors and writers of of of, the, of these films, and I hope that we can we can receive uh, the conclusion of the Spider Verse. On, on, on film in a, t- in a timely manner. In the meantime, so Scott Craven. <laughs> okay, let me tell you something right now. <laughs> Go ahead, let it out of it. All right. Uh oh. Let me let me, let me let me tell y'all something right now. Sony, Sony, Sony has 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 gotten it right with the animation, right? Uh, the uh, animation uh, division uh, is impeccable. Yes. However. Their their live action Sony Sony Studios live action treatment of Spider Man is is still laughable. Ve- Venom Venom not n- Ven- two, the both Venom films we, they're not very we, good. First of all, we do not call them Venoms. What do we call them? Turds in, in the, the winds. winds. <laughs> Indeed, um, you know when you look at movies like uh, like Venom. Morbius and and Craven that's coming out. You want you want to know what makes those characters interesting? Their their relationship to Spider Man. <laughs> they're they Spider Man villains. There's nothing about Venom that's compelling on his own. The only thing that's really compelling about Venom is is the cool symbiote look. Eddie Brock is not a very interesting character. Never has been. Never will be. You got 
You got Morbius. Oh, he's a doctor who becomes a vampire. Yeah, big deal. He's played by Jared Leto. And you got Craven the Hunter. What's his whole deal? He wants to hunt Spider-Man. You know what? Here, you know what? Here, here's what I expect. I expect in Craven the Hunter, we're we're gonna get a, a a post-credit scene where Craven's just chilling in his apartment or whatever he does, and the spider is gonna land on his shoulder, and one of his henchmen goes, "Hey, Craven, look, there's a spider, man." Wink at the camera. I, and he, How would you do that? Yeah, and, and you know what? And you know what? If, if that if that happens exactly <laughs> the way I described it, Sony, Sony, I will give you my address. You can write me my royalty check. Thank you. I like Craven, so we'll see what happens. I don't I don't know how the movie. I've seen the preview once, but I agree. Um, I they they keep making these movies, and there is no Spider Man, which I'm like, and and like so Venom came out, and and. I'm like, oh, whatever. So I saw it, whatever. I'm not a big Spider-Man fan. I, I don't mind. Like, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, everyone was like, oh, my God, Woody Harrelson, Carnage. And then, like, we're going to get a Carnage in a movie. We're going to get Carnage in a movie. And then, in fairness. Then it came out, and then it was like no one was talking about it. I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> in fairness, it was good casting. He just worked with shit. I mean. He tried to make shit. He tried to make chicken salad out of chicken shit and just got well, diarrhea. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, well done. <laughs> um, that and plus, like, Carnage, like, beyond the symbiote, he's just a garden variety psychopath. There's really not much to that character. Cletus Cassidy. Yeah, so there's that, too. Just have Andrew Garfield be the darker Spider-Man. They can do that. Keep Tom Holland for the MCU. Yeah. Simple. It's simple. It makes sense, but that's why they won't do it, because it makes sense. Yeah. If it makes too much sense, then Sony's not going to make dollars. Bam. <clears throat> Wordplay. Uh, so, yeah, um, Craven the Hunter. Um, yeah, I, that's a movie that's that, that's an airplane movie. That's a movie you watch <laughs> when you're on a flight <laughs> when, and, and, yeah, and you need something to watch. To sleep. Yeah, it, it's a sleep movie. Matter, yeah, it's matter, a sleep movie. It is. Matter you of throw fact, it on just to be like, all right, let me just throw this on to go to sleep. It works. You take a tonin, take a melatonin. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, if you want some good sleep, make it a double feature. Put that side by side with Morbius in 4K. Wow. He's trolling you. <laughs> he is. It's all right. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah, but then at the same time, yeah, it's it's, it's a word. But sometimes here. you have to step out of. So you, you have this movie without Spider Man. But we, you don't know who he's hunting. Maybe it's it's like his origin of how he became Craven. Maybe they're just getting it ready for for down like like Marvel likes to do, go down the line. I mean, no, that's okay, but that's a, that's all Sony there, right there. I, oh, like, and El Muerto. El Muerto. Yeah, the movie that's gonna be com- the Spider Verse movie that's gonna be coming out with. Uh, oh, with Bad Bunny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I. I bet that's well with the writer strike is probably in development hell right now. Yeah. But 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 I'll tell you what the real injustice is. You know, beyond not getting Spider-Verse, beyond getting, you know, another um another Spider-Man villain without Spider-Man, 
the fact that we're that the fact that I'm still salty, we're not getting a Birds of Prey sequel because the DCEU is coming to an end. Thank God. Matter of fact, you know what? You know what? I want to see. I want to see a Birds of Prey sequel, but in animated form, done in the style of animation in the, as a Spider Verse movies, I, with the same cast, bring back the same cast, the same director from the Birds of Prey live action movie. I think we'll have a treasure there. I, as a matter of fact, I want, I'm going to say this: 2030, like I said. In episode 300, 2030 is going to be the 10-year anniversary of Birds of Prey, and when all of you, and when all of you finally acknowledge Birds of Prey for the cult classic that it is, you know what? I want you to say, Victor, I'm sorry, you were right. Thank you. I will acknowledge that. I won't. When you acknowledge Uh that the state of New York was fair. And the ticket that they gave you. Let me tell you something, man. Syracuse. <laughs> Syracuse. We're not even... We're gonna no, go, we're no. Going. He had to pay Syracuse and the state of oh, New York. Oh, he had to pay both? No, like, oh. I, it was Schenectady, actually. Schenectady. Oh, Schenectady. Yeah. Oh. And the state of New York. $500 speeding ticket because New York... I, I, I don't understand that. I'm it, still mad about this to this day. because he was rushing to get his pizza. <laughs> okay. I got nothing else. I don't know. Man. <laughs> look, look. All, all, all I, all I want. And, and thank you, John. He says maybe they'll make a Birds of Prey re- reboot. Worst case scenario. Listen, I may, maybe James Gunn can bring back the Birds of Prey in his new uh, James Gunn DC universe. I'll, I'll pay the ticket for that. You know, um, parking I, ticket, <laughs> speeding ticket. You walked into that one. You walked into that one. I would pay uh, a theater ticket, sir. <laughs> Oh, you know it's, he's upset when he starts calling you, sir. <laughs> That's great. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, the, the the fact that you know, you know, you know, hashtag justice for birds of prey. You know, that's all I'm gonna say. You know what? I, I I'm still holding faith that we're gonna get a sequel one day. Maybe they'll make a comic book called Birds of Prey. Oh wait, they did. It got canceled. <sighs> Leave that man alone. <laughs> it's, it, well, it's because people hate women. But anyway. Oh, uh, no, no. No, I don't hate women. <laughs> and you got Wonder Woman on your shirt. Yeah. She's not in Birds of Prey. No, no, she's not. No. Smart woman. <laughs> well, I will say Birds of Prey is better than most, well, a quarter of Marvel movies. So not at all. That. But that's just, that's the trolling. Right, so have you guys seen what, what, Marvel's What's... Oh, what the, if? the new one? No, there's going to be a Marvels movie. Oh, the Marvels. Oh, the Marvels. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like you want to talk about freak? That's like a preschool movie that you play in, when your kids go to preschool. That movie looks lame. Oh, nah, they. Oh. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, you know me. I'm invested. With old, I'm invested. With old I, I like the snarl I like, face back there. I like Brie, the um, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Oh, well, Brie Larson's a good actress. You know, she she is. She but, just looks like a miserable bitch. The words and opinions expressed by Jim Savard are his and his alone and do not reflect those of the Codex Prime podcast. Very well said and very fast. Yes. Um, Like, listen. But mine was very honest. Listen, well, Brie Larson, Academy Award winning actress. Yep, she won for Room, Best Actress, uh, A24 movie. Um, But, like, with Captain Marvel, at least least as it's written on film, like, even with the best of actresses, you can you can only do so much with a thinly written character, because like because the Captain Marvel and the Carol Danvers in that movie, not much to her, no, um, no. not much to mentionality. Like at least with Wonder Woman, you can see that okay, you, 
you understand her personality, you understand like her motivations, what drives her. But with but with uh, Captain Marvel, it's like, oh, she's a strong woman with like undefined superpowers, and it's like, all right, well, what else you got? Um, the Marvels, eh, I, I think it may have some entertaining value, entertainment value, but I I didn't finish Miss Marvel the series, and eh. well, the series got great rev- great reviews, which for for the under twenty crowd. Mm-hmm. But then, then like show. as soon as that came out and it was done, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Warning! Warning! Danger! Will Robinson? Mm-hmm. They killed her in the comics. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. Miss Marvel. Yeah. yeah. The show ended and then they killed her and now you got the movie coming out. Yeah. So it's like, oh. there's like, so wh- how much faith do they have in this character? Like I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, getting great reviews. You're putting her in a movie, but you kill her in the comics. Mm. Rumor is they're going to make her a mutant and give her new powers. Oh, I, don't I, I don't know. I'm just kind of. Can we just along, leave anybody I dead? I just found some. Uh oh. According to comicbookmovie.com, El Muerto star Bad Bunny will no longer be playing Spider Man's pro wrestling villain as he has apparently stepped away from the project. Oh. Oh, well, I, I guess that's smart i suppose i mean given sony's track record with their uh, live action spider-man villain movies i guess that might be a good thing um but yeah uh looking at the comments here uh john says that the marvels will be fun yeah captain marvel was better with the second and third viewing hmm Wow, that's a patient guy to watch that through. It, it is. It, it is because I recently... No, this was my third viewing, and I was just like... I think also what also hurt it what also hurt Captain Marvel 2 was just where it was placed in the MCU. Mm. Like, we just got... We just, you know... We had Infinity War. Yep. Got Ant-Man, just whatever. We got more depth into the quantum realm, which ended up, you know... We end up learning more using that for Endgame. Then we had the Captain Marvel, so it's like, and it came out a month before Endgame. Yeah. So we was just like, yo, let's bring on, let's bring these, bring everybody back. We need to see how this happened. We was already just like, let's just kind of get through this just so we can get to Endgame. Mm -hmm. Like that. I think that's what it was. I think that's what hurt Captain Marvel. I understand why they told it just to connect. You know, to connect, you know, establish you know, Nick Fury's connection and stuff. But it was just like, it was just badly placed. If it would have came out in like December mm. of that year, yeah, then we got Endgame. Mm. I think it probably would have been, it would have been much, probably more well received. Yeah. And then also I do agree with you with the character is very like, there's not very- much to it and yeah. even then she just like all right she was just the muscle yeah that we that we needed mm-hmm. so it was like so yeah i think having uh, monica rambeau and kamala khan together will bring more they will all bring they will all all three of them will put each other over mm-hmm. so it's like all right it won't carol damage won't be the main focus yeah it'll be all three of them and I think it will probably be it will end up being a much more enjoyable movie okay well yeah well hof- hopefully well, you know. is your birds of prey too <laughs> 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 no uh, to be fair birds of prey is better than Captain Marvel we can agree on that yeah um 
uh, and Eternals, but what isn't? Okay, Eternals, uh, I can. Uh, but um, but you know what? Uh, you know, going going back to something that we talked about before the podcast, Jim. Um, since since we're since we're talking about Disney, let's talk about another Disney property, Star Wars. Um, I know you said that you uh, you weren't really feeling Andor. No, you know, um, so so Vanessa had never seen the she'd seen the Star Wars movies ages ago, so she decided. What you're doing, she wanted to do with Star Wars in order. Mm-hmm. So we watched um, like The Mandalorian, uh, Boba Fett, Andor, Obi Wan. So I loved Obi Wan. I thought that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my favorite of them. The Mandalorian, late to the parade. Everyone listening to everyone rant about it and love it. I was like, it's good, but I was, I guess, I was expecting more. Mm-hmm. Because of of everything I had heard, I'm like it's it's good, but I'm like I'm not blown away. It's just, um, yeah, it's a simple space western. Yeah, um, but it was it was alright. Mm-hmm. But then I watched Andor, and I was like, Vanessa loved it, and I'm like, like usually she's the one falling asleep at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm struggling to get through it. It just it didn't feel like Star Wars to me. It just felt like a big dust bowl to me like and it, I, it you know what i mean it just didn't it didn't do anything for me yeah well it's interesting like um like i th- i thought that like your your criticisms of andor i thought those were its biggest strengths the fact that it didn't feel like star wars like and i and i like the slow build like it was clear there was like a it was like a like a like kind of like a espionage uh a tale and it was like uh, it was written by tony gilroy who wrote right. michael clayton in the a couple of the Bourne movies mm-hmm. and it's kind of like they're just building the pieces together and then like towards the end that's where you get like the bigger payoffs and everything everything that, that everything all the pieces matter you just see how they fit at the end I thought it was well done I just felt like they were going so hard like you know a few good people gave up their lives and it's like they're milking that phrase for like so much now and it's mm-hmm. just like we don't like sometimes you don't really need like I liked Rogue Squadron, that was called yeah. Rogue, Rogue One. Rogue One. I yeah. like that. Yeah, that was enough for me. I didn't need to go even deeper into this guy's because mm-hmm. I didn't think he was that fascinating in that story either. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm just like, it's uh, too much, and it's just, it just, it just was like such a slow burn. I, I do like a little more action, and and I, it didn't have, like, if I didn't know what I was watching, mm-hmm. never in a million years would I have thought it was Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, just didn't did nothing for me it was just there yeah, but no. but Vanessa loved it so I'm like okay well. now that's more like a political drama yeah kind of yeah, um, yeah I never got I didn't get a chance to fit I didn't get a chance to finish it like when it because I I I love the I love the episodic thing that Disney plus does yeah like it just I love the conversation that follows afterwards but yeah. that time a lot going on dad passed away and all that so I just kind of like never got Mm-hmm. It, like I never got a chance to go back to it. Yeah. So it was like so, but I was invested in it. I was like, okay, this could. I mean, this is some. It was. It felt like something different to your. Yeah. To your point. So and I just like I said. Yeah, it's. I'd say it's, it's worth finishing. I know that they have. They do have one more season because it's a two season uh, series. But with the writer strike, I don't know if if plans might change. That's, right. That's affecting everything. everything. Yeah. Because I know with um, because I know because like I know season two of Andor was supposed to lead right into Rogue One, the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're gonna like remix things, but uh, Forrest Whitaker. Weren't they yeah. weren't they planning on getting like totally away from 
like the Skywalker verse, so to speak, part of it, and like isn't that like future plans? Um, Didn't I hear that somewhere? I did hear that um, Disney is considering or or either considering or planning uh, a new series of films or a new series with Rey from the sequel trilogy, following her like post Rise of Skywalker, um, which. Okay, hey, Dizzy Ridley is a good a good actress, but mm-hmm. I hate Rise of Skywalker. That is complete dog shit. And I, I, I it too. I, I'm not even. Yeah, I will hate that movie forever. Like it, that movie was an act of cowardice. Like I, I, I got into my whole rant when we reviewed it. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think there were. I think if if they wanted to get away from the the Skywalker saga, like I know that some considerations was like uh, included, like. Uh, going decades back, the old republic, with the old republic, or, or 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 something along those lines, or even like further back, like thousands of years. With like, like everyone wants a Plagueis, Darth Plagueis story. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Darth Plagueis live device. live action. Like they want that. Like I've I I, I hundreds of people I know mm. want that. Yeah, and it's like they just it's like it's like that mystery that no one wants to reveal. It's like mm. they just don't want to. Give too much. Now I'm not familiar with that story, with he's, that premise. He's like a badass. Like he was one of the early. Wasn't he the emperor's? Was he the emperor's one that he trained? Yeah, he trained the emperor. Yeah, he trained Palpatine yeah. uh, in the dark side of the Force. Um, taught him all about how to how to manipulate midichlorians to create life. Um, so it's kind of Im- implied or hinted at that Darth Plagueis had some hand in creating Anakin Skywalker. Uh, I'm really interested to see like how the Jedi and the Sith like the whole Jedi versus the Sith mm-hmm. I guess you can say rivalry Yeah, how like that how that started that would be interesting seeing the origins of that how it's it like all began like Vulcans and Romulans oh. oh my oh my oh yeah cousins and they just went mm-hmm. yeah. some felt the emotion and some felt the logic Mm. That's that's that can be very well portrayed. You could really like you know to to, and I'll tell you something off the air about something I'm working on. But that's neither here nor there. But yeah, that there's something, that. Yeah, and yeah. So, something like that can spark a lot of conversation yeah. if well written. Exactly. You always got to throw that in there. If well written. Yeah. Yeah, if there's a compelling idea behind it, sure. But the thing is, they got to do it in a way that's not, um, not a cash cow. Like, yeah. make the story for the story. Don't make the story because you want to make money. Mm-hmm. Like, then that always tanks. You've just got to write that. You, you like, you just got to write that good story. Like, I didn't like Andor, but clearly everybody else did. So they wrote a story that people wanted. Mm-hmm. So. so yeah. Do that. Write a story like not, not a cash cow. Like you, they're not yeah. reaping. You're not seeing Andor action figures. Mm-hmm. Like so, yeah. Or maybe you are, but I doubt it. And um, I haven't seen any. Yeah, and plus I'm curious to see like the status of uh, Rosario Dawson's uh, Star Wars series, uh, uh, Ahsoka. Yep. Because that's a that's a fascinating character yeah. too. Yeah. So I don't I, I, I don't know how far they've gotten in filming the series, but. Actually, you're googling it right now. Yeah, that's a series that I would actually like to see. Oh yeah. Well, I'm, I'm gonna hop off your Star Wars and go to Star Trek because mm-hmm. I was, you know, like I'm I'm like the Deep Space Nine, the Gene Roddenberry Star Trek. So the new yeah. stuff came out, um, Discovery, Strange New Worlds, and mm-hmm. Picard, and um, 
absolutely Picard was like um fan fest it was it was all full of goodies and it it was good it was well written it was nice the way they brought people in you know it was to get the you know the buzz mm-hmm. um but it was it was kind of cool seeing it um it was three seasons I enjoyed it thoroughly more than I thought I was going because I was kind of like, well, I'm not going to watch it. And then mm-hmm. I forgot why we started watching it. I think people were hounding me, so I started watching it. Yeah. Um, and then the, the the last episode had actually had a um, an end credit scene, oh. and I was like, oh. And then you watch it, and it's it's kind of a cool and like it's one of those that's really kind of important. But it's like the way they did it, it's like mothers better make another series because. It, it's like one of those things where you're like, <gasps> um, so, and then Strange New Worlds, it's like the original series. It's wonderful. Um, it's just, they're just, it's like episode to episode kind of, you're just moving along. The characters are kind of interesting. It's it's a fun ride. Mm-hmm. Um, really like what's going on in that. Um, Discovery, I didn't like the first season. Um and I just well, I started watching the rest of them. I kind of was like, well, I've watched the others. I'm going to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it makes some commentaries uh, just to get, like, like people would say, to get fans, new fans. Mm-hmm. And it's social commentaries. And I'm like, y- you, you don't need to do this. It's like you're trying. You know when something tries too hard? Pandering? Mm-hmm. Yes. It tried too hard. And I was like, it, they had these two characters. And one, it was like perfect and the other one was like open your mouth and let me cram this bottle down your throat i, I can't stand that mm. just just give us the story um and i i think sasha is or so what's her name is that sasha green she was in the walking dead oh uh or is it oh sonico martin green thank yeah. you yes she cannot carry a, a show she can't okay. they made a big deal she's she's a good secondary but there's there's nobody on that show that is the Kirk or is mm. the like there's nobody. Um Michelle is it Yao? Um yeah. Michelle Yeoh? The, the badass Asian lady. Yeah, Michelle Yao. Yeah. She was like the closest one and she wasn't in it enough, but man, she was great on that show. But there was just Doug Jones was kinda wishy washy, everyone's crying, everyone's like, I love you and I'm like, What the hell's going on? Like, it was just too. Like, then they brought in a love interest for her, and then she was good. It w- if she had someone to work with, it was good. But man, when it was on her, it it felt forced. It just didn't. It just didn't feel right. So, hmm. interesting. Yeah, you know, and I know you guys aren't big Star Trek fans, but well. Um, I know that like my my Star Trek knowledge is limited. Like I've seen the Chris Pine films, yep. um, which I know as a Star Star Trek purists have mixed feelings on. Um, Krajan says that he's still disappointed that they didn't that they, that they did not make another Chris Pine Star Trek film. Just ended with Beyond. Yeah, I felt like there was going to be one. I think when uh, the guy who played Chekhov died. Oh yeah. I think that really sent them for a a big uh, loop. They talked about making one, mm-hmm. and then it, it kind of fell to the wayside i think that was always the big elephant in the room what are we going to do with yeah with him and it was you know it happens i mean it happened in black panther it's like yeah. you know you mm-hmm. you got to find a way 
they brought in that other character. I can't remember what her name was, the, the female, the alien. Mm. And I'm like, well, just have her take his place and have him get transferred to another ship and just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, you don't even, have, you know, or, or I, don't, I don't know, but something. Yeah. But it just, it just fell right off the map. Yeah. Yeah. Because those movies were entertaining. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, no, John Noon has Hey, what's up, John? But yeah, man, there's a whole bunch, whole bunch of stuff that we can that we can chat about. I know we've covered Marvel, Star Wars, bit of horror, Star Trek. Uh, I brought I brought a movie because you're always doing your movie thing yeah. on on Instagram, uh-huh. and I'm always like, what movie? And there's one movie I kind of we watched it. Trevor and I watched it with Vanessa, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's just a fun movie. I caught it on Netflix like ages ago, mm-hmm. and it um has Doug Ray Scott in it. And he was the cop in Hitman, mm-hmm. but I and I, I like Timothy Oliphant. So yeah. this movie's called uh, The Last Passenger. Oh, okay. and it takes place on a train, and it, mm-hmm. it's 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 a crazy ride, and it's one of those things where it's like you start off like you're it's already going on. You're on the train, and the action's not action, but it, it starts. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it's not like there's no build up. You're there. You're in it, and then it's just it happens. And there's no rhyme, no reason. There's no explanation, and it's it's a fun ride. So if you ever get a chance to watch The Last Passenger, check it out. Fun movie. And Doug Ray Scott is just a. I like his acting. So. Okay. Good. Yeah. I'll, I'll add that to the queue. Um, <laughs> uh, if the, uh, there is one movie, I don't know if it's available on for rent for renting or streaming yet, but um, I don't know if you've seen since you're a horror fan. I don't know if you've seen a, seen any of Ari Aster's movies, um, be it uh, Hereditary or Midsummer. Um, but his third movie, which came out with Joaquin Phoenix earlier this year, Bo is Afraid. I've heard about that. I haven't seen it. Um, I can see you totally hating that movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I will say, Bo is Afraid. It, it's it's baffling. It's it's almost off putting. It's it's confusing it's horrifying it's somewhat somewhat hilarious all at once um there are visuals in the film that will stay with you whether you like it or not um and you will never listen to the song always be my baby by mariah carey the same way again because the way it's used listen to it from the first (laughs) i mean the way they i mean my goodness the way they use that song in that film (laughs) is is it like uh michael madsen in uh, reservoir dogs like that kind of crazy uh, arguably kind of crazier. Maybe? Oh, maybe. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's um, pretty. That's pretty screwed up. I really like that picture of you and your girl. Oh, thank you. Like it seems very astral plane-ish. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the 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 colors. The colors are, yeah, was like interesting. Yeah, nice call. Um, like I said, I just I just watched on. <laughs> let's see. Bo is afraid. Oh, it's available to rent, so uh, you can rent it on Amazon. Uh, or Apple TV Plus, or or wherever. So yeah, I'd recommend watching it. It's a uh, it's a delightful time. It's delicious. It's a uh, it's a delightful time. Listen to him. <laughs> um, it's one of those movies you watch and you're, and you're not sure if you feel good about yourself afterwards, but it's worth it. It's a, it's, it's a good date. It's a good date movie. Nope. <laughs> nope. She she is done with your recommendations. I mean, 
I mean, I, I, I granted, she. I, I don't think she's a horror fan or nah, she can't handle a lot of that or, stuff. Or but. violence, but yeah, I, I can give her plenty of good recommendations. She's done with yours. Okay. She, she, you put her through two. Mm-hmm. Technically three, because I made her watch it. Mm-hmm. She, you already made. She, she already saw a strange thing about the Johnsons. It's a short movie on YouTube by Ari Aster, the same director. It's fucked up. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, she saw Hereditary. Nice. Just the telephone pole just fucked her up. <laughs> and she was done after that. Mm-hmm. Tree of Life, mm-hmm. which is a three-hour three hour screensavers. She's just confused. It's, it's just, just leave it at that. You don't even need to defend it. That's just. Mm-hmm. And then the Velocipede. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, my eyes are dry. I'll be right back. You have to watch the Velocipaster. Yes. The Velocipaster. Wait a minute. I saw, I saw a thing on that on um, Netflix, and I posted a picture. I'm like, what the hell is this? It's on Tubi. Oh, I saw it somewhere. If you movie it said movies you might like and that popped up and I was like what is this? If you enjoyed movies like Sharknado, mind you, yeah. <laughs> the movie is supposed to be bad. Yep. Oh, you have a you have a time of your life. There you go. You have the time of your life watching Watching Velocipaster, oh, Vanessa saying Tree of Life has the best trailer, but that's where it should end. Wow. <laughs> I, 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 I was just confused. I was just, I, I watched the movie because I lost, we lost one of our bets. Oh, that's tough losing bets and having to watch bad stuff. At yeah. least you didn't end up with a tattoo you didn't want. Yeah, sure. Hey. You, you could have ended up with a Redskins or a Commander's logo on your arm. Yeah, I know. Or Giants. Oh, God. Eagles. Oh. That's even worse. I know. I know. Big shout-outs to Will Blackman, by the way. Childhood friend who's coaching down in uh, Dallas. Nice. So Nice. Hey, are you going to be playing basketball in that league? No, I'm uh, I'm DJing and uh, just doing everything else. Is he playing basketball in that league? I want to see Vic. I have never seen If he was playing basketball, I'd go just to heckle him. i never seen... Vic, hold a ball. Well, that's that. a good thing there, Carl. <laughs> that's well, what she said. I've, I've, I've played basketball uh, way back in the day when I was in grade school. You know? Yeah, basketball. He went to a hockey game. That we, I'm just happy we got that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was at that game with you guys. Yeah, you were. Yeah. He was on, he was on yeah. I guess, pot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like basketball, is that the game where where they have the don't field, even start? You already know what it is. Field goals, right? Is that the one where they is that the one where they, you shoot the puck through the through the basket? Is that, no, that you um, no, you score a touchdown by hitting the ball into the crowd. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that that, right, that sounds about right. I'm just gonna go along with it. Okay. That, that sounds about right. Yeah, I don't know anything about sports ball. So, so we're going to talk about sports ball for a second. So, you know, I'm a big Great. Pittsburgh Pirate fan. No, no, this is yeah. you, this is relevant. Mm-hmm. Big Pirate fan. So, mm-hmm. um, we went to Fenway to see the Pirates play. Uh, the Red Sox, they won. That was great. Um, but we're going on vacation, and we're going to Altoona. Everyone's like, what the hell is Altoona? Well, that's their double-A affiliate. Yeah. 
So, you know, I'm on Instagram and, and I have this weird real history and it's talking about this place called, I, I don't know if I'm saying it right, Centralia. It's C-E, yeah. yeah. Yep. And it's, it's, I'm not a video game guy, you guys know that. Yeah. But I, some of the movies I really like, like Resident Evil, um, I like, the, believe it or not, I like the Mortal Kombat. Um, Which one? The, the first one. And that's where it should end. Yep. Um, I liked Hitman, which I guess is a, a video game. Too. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I like Silent Hill. Mm. Well, Silent Hill is Centralia. Yeah. In Pennsylvania. So on our road trip home, oh, guess where we're stopping? Mm. I guess there's like, it's, it's pretty interesting. There's only like nine or ten people left in the town. Oh, yeah. And when they're... When they die, like if if they have family, they don't get the house. I guess the house goes automatically to the state. The places they don't have a zip code anymore, mm-hmm. so it's like going to be kind of a cool, a cool thing to go check out. So it's going to add an hour to our trip, but who cares? Because it's going to be awesome, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, hopefully I'll get some. I I have I have a story I'm thinking of in my head. Um, maybe more book than comic. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and I, I have, like, I've been, when we were in Salem, I was taking a lot of pictures of doors, doorways, and I find them kind of interesting. Mm. And I think um, I have an idea in my head. I don't know which way I want to go yet. Maybe a trip down there will decide for me. It's either there or New Orleans. And, and I, I mean, I maybe change some plans and maybe we can go to New Orleans, Vanessa. <clears throat> and um, <laughs> But I, I have an idea, and I, I think I need to, I need to experience it. Is she saying something that's embarrassing? No. Okay. Um, so I, I just need to like figure the vibe out with what I want to do. But the, the baseball thing led me to the this, and I think Francisco? it's kind of cool. And Silent Hill, like those nurses that do those quirky little things in there. Oh yeah. Oh, those are like awesome, creepy. Yeah. Um, that's that's some good shit. Whoever created that, hey, triple thumbs up for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. And uh, John uh, John Nunez, to answer your question, yes, uh, Beetlejuice two. Is coming out. Yeah, it's coming out. Uh, I think sep- next year. Yep, September sixth, twenty twenty four. Directed by Tim Burton, and once again, we'll be starring Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder and Catherine O'Hara. So three of the uh, originals from the uh, from the uh, eighty eight film. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, and oh, and Willem Dafoe is going to be in it too. Willem Dafoe in a Beetlejuice movie? He's That's a special kind of crazy ass. He <laughs> is. He is, and I'm for it. They might as well bring in Christopher Walken, too, and just make it a total insanity fest. Yes. Throw in Nicolas Cage, and you got yourself a, got yourself a film. He's actually going to be on a comic book cover dressed as Superman. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I actually... Um, I, thank you for reminding me, because I saved welcome. it. And... Um, Yeah, I guess Beetlejuice two will have to tide us over until Beyond the Spider Verse, but whatever. Oh, okay. There's a picture of Nicolas Cage for our Facebook. In, Can in, you uh, catch it? Cause if it's not looking. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So Nick Cage oh, and his Superman glory. The original picture of him when he put the costume on—that's yeah. frightening. Have you ever seen that picture? I, I have. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This would, you probably would have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually pretty pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool art print. See. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. There it is. Better yeah. visual. Better visual for our audience. Hmm. And uh, 
yeah. Other than that, uh, anything else uh, we can go over, or as we Ooh. as we wrap up, um, or as we begin the uh, end game of this episode? You guys reading any comics? Uh, I just started Ultimate Invasion, um, and I'm still kind of ha- nothing new has really. Yeah, I haven't read anything new as of late. At least nothing new that I haven't reviewed on the show. But Ultimate Invasion did come out, so and it is still in the early stages of that. So it's like, all right, let me give me, let me give it some more time. Hmm. Yeah, um, I'm reading. Um, I'm making my way through the Hellboy Omnibus. Okay. So I, I finished Seed of Destruction. So I'm on Volume Two. Uh, strange nice. places, I think. So hopefully I'll get through that through the summer. But I'm really enjoying it so far. And I know that there's, I understand there's other spinoffs like uh, Baltimore or something. Oh, like that. Baltimore is, that's nothing to do with it, but it's by, by those people. Oh, that's my favorite. Okay. I remember you raving yeah. about that in yeah. the early yeah. days of yeah, the show. It's, it's, it's yeah. one of my favorite stories of all time. Oh, wow. Um, but then there's like um, Abe Sapien has a book. Mm-hmm. Then there's a BPRD. That's yeah. kind of that. Um, yeah, McDonald's, his, his stuff is solid. Mm. All the time, yeah. So, but there's a book I think you, Victor, would like. I brought a couple books to show because I know you guys kind of put me on the spot. Oh, mm, okay. So this is called World Tree, mm. and it's it's kind of like a, um, it's James Tinian. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sold. Well, did you do his Blue Skies, the new one that came out? It's terrible. It's like a third grader wrote it. Like, I read it, Vanessa read it, and I, I was like, what did you think? And she was like, it was like someone totally wasn't like his writing. But this is this is compelling. Mm. So that's something you guys would, um, I think you guys would like. I'm also reading Dead Romans, um, which is exactly, basically, what, it's, what it is, Dead Romans. Um, mm. It's a fascinating story. And then A Guilty Pleasure, just because the covers are awesome. Um... I I just kind of there. It looks like they're going to be just six issues, and they're like like a short story. But yes, I grabbed it. The oh. covers are fantastic. Um, that is a nice. If, cover. if you like, I bought like two or three of each because there's like twenty different covers. So um, that's just kind of like a fun, easy read. But if you like Disney and you like villains, um, they have one for Scar. But I did. I've been seeing the scar ones, and the scar a, those look good. There's a lot of scar covers too. Yeah, so um, nice. those are three. I mean, I'm reading still like Catwoman and other stuff like that. But those are three kind of oddball ones that I just kind of randomly decided to try. Um, yeah. World Tree is just so. When World Tree first came out, there was one cover I really wanted, mm-hmm. and there was a, a printing problem. So they called everybody's back. But I was at a show. Who's, uh, who was the Image. image it was it was darker than they wanted so they um, pulled them all back and they delayed the book but someone had had print had gotten some so they kept them and i ended up grabbing the one i wanted so i got the it was like the one in 25 version so i was kind of happy to get that but you know did that just start it's on issue three comes out this week so okay so i think i can you can yeah you should be able to get it all right yeah. nice. chris uh Shameless plug. I'm going to be at Plastic City Comic Con in August. I'll have Liner there, and I'll have Hellion there. So if you want to come by and visit, um, please. Um, a lot of great artists are going to be there doing their thing, and uh, you can get comics there, collectibles. It's a fun show. It's a little bit of a ride. It's in Fitchburg, but um, 
it's 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 a cheaper con than going to like Rhode Island con where you're paying like forty five dollars to get in. There are no celebrities. Couple, well, there'll be some famous artists there, but for the most part, it's uh, Plastic City Comic Con. I'll be there and a uh, few other people, a lot of people. But thanks, thank you. I appreciate the support. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, and as a and as I'm sitting here struggling with a uh, drying eye, I don't. I get it from time to time. Uh, that's a song, you know, not a dry eye in the house by Meatloaf. Oh, good to know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's red. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know why. Uh, is he sad about the Spider Verse? He's he's faking it. It's really he's just crying about that. It's yeah, okay. yeah. Fake ain't afraid to cry. <laughs> I'm st- I'm still distraught about the Spider Verse. Yeah. Yes, uh, I ha- I have Visine in my bag, so I'll oh, okay. I'll get to that once we wrap up this episode. Uh, but Jim, as always, thank always you. Always a pleasure to have you on, um, chat about you know, like your latest work, Liner, coming out, coming out soon. Uh, 18 days. There, yep. it's, it's, I'm nervous about this, believe yeah. it or not. Really? Yeah, really? I don't know why. I, I was telling Vanessa, I'm like, I don't know, for some reason, like, Hellion came out, it just kind of came out. This, there's like a buildup. So, uh, very excited. Uh, Mike Darty did the cover, Mark Macrina the art, Josh Harris the letters, and the story is my special brand of... Uh, horror so um and i get to mess with you guys so it's kind of fun um i keep telling people i'm like oh yeah i did my you know i made based it on my friends switched the names and i keep telling them like oh they better be nice because i know what happens (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it's it's if i'm going out i better go out in a blaze of glory so it's it's gonna be a delicious time indeed oh yeah (laughs) yes well you never know it might be yeah if i'm going out i'm going out with a blaze of glory yeah. All right. But uh but yeah, other than that, Carl, uh tell the good people where they can find our show. Yes, you can find us on Facebook Live. Thank you for watching. Also on uh our socials, uh Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast, Twitter at Codex Prime Cast. You can email the show at Codex Prime Podcast at gmail dot com. You can listen to all our episodes on your uh favorite podcasting platform whether it be apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher iHeartRadio, radio spotify soundcloud anywhere just google us you will find us and um also like i said this weekend you can catch me at uh, culture fest rhode island i'll be djing on sunday from 11 to 1 but yet there's still a whole bunch of stuff going on i'll be there all weekend um for the most part for the most part i'm still djing other places um what else? And then also the Rhode Island Midnight Basketball League, which kicks off at uh, July 11th at the Kent County YMCA, which is 90, 900 Centerville Road. We actually just had a press conference for it today, so uh, watch our local watch our local news. You probably just see me standing there, just standing there. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's what I was doing. So I represent the league. I have to be there. But and but yeah and. Um, yeah, the games will be Tuesdays and Thursdays throughout the summer. Um, registration is still open for those who want to participate. Um, there's vending spaces available, so if you want to... That's a good idea. Yeah, yes, it is. It's always good to try to get to new places. There you go. Meet new people. There you yeah. go. And, um, yeah, there's a lot on the horizon, so follow us. You will definitely keep you posted. Yeah, Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and that pretty much wraps it up for this week's episode. Uh, tune in next week for episode 330. Uh, same Codex time, same Codex channel. Uh, 
uh, as always uh, thank you for watching and listening and uh, we will catch you on the flip peace out nerds later take it easy